Blazer fans, welcome back to the Blazer Victory Podcast, episode number five, our South Alabama game preview. This is your co-host, John Duncan, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Steve Irvine, who is the UAB Color Commentary Analyst of Learfield IMG College. Steve, did you get to enjoy the bye week, anybody? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a good chance to relax. Uh, I missed it. You know, I missed I, I wish they were playing, yes. but I think uh, it was good for everybody to sort of take a breath. You know, some some guys get feeling a little better, and uh, and uh, let's get back at this. But it it was it was nice to, to to relax. Yeah, it was. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, let the guys that were banged up get a chance to hill up and get ready for this uh, really important uh, non-conference showdown with the Jaguars at South Alabama. Um, This is the second overall meeting on the football field between these two schools. They did meet last year for the first time where UAB came away with a 35 to three victory at Legion field over a very different South Alabama team that seemed to struggle at the quarterback position and Steve, if you would have asked me before the two-lane game, I would have said I think they found their quarterback with Trotter. Yeah. But it seems that this last game against Tulane, um, which you know South had a uh, bye week this past week as well as you maybe right. did, but they seemed to like Lover Titch, um, who had a pretty good game. But it seems to me that they're still trying to decide between Trotter and Lover Titch as their uh, starting QB. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, actually, I think what they're they're content. I think with 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 both guys having both guys. There was a story in AL.com which you know does a, a really nice job of covering South Alabama, which is <laughs> unlike the job they do covering UAB. But right. that's that's another story. But uh, but but I thought it was really neat. Uh, I think it was the offensive coordinator said uh, it's uh, basically a make it take it situation, uh, which which means whoever's hot. Uh, that's who they're going to go with, and and I think um, you know the old adage is if if, if you um, if you try to play two quarterbacks, you don't have one or whatever that is. Um, this yeah. time, in this case, I think they have two. I mean, I think they're uh, you know Chance Lovertich is a guy that you know the dude's a winner, man. I mean, he uh, won a national championship at Mississippi Gulf Coast last year. They were twelve and zero, three time state champion in uh, in private schools and in the state of Mississippi as a high school quarterback. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, the guy's a winner. He was, a. Uh, I think he led a nation in his first year in, Ju- in Juco. I think he led a nation in passing efficiency, I believe, you know, he's not a big guy. Um, I think he's five. I think they list him at five eleven, one eighty five, one eighty, one eighty five, 180, 185, something like that. Um, but he's very accurate. Uh, can buys time a little bit with his, with his feet. That not, not, you know, not really a, a dangerous runner and certainly not the athlete that Desmond Trotter is. Right. Uh, but he's very accurate and he was very good against Tulane. Um, you know, and then you have Desmond Trotter who, who is, is just a pure athlete, got a great arm. You know, he's a guy that in his senior year at Shades Valley here in Birmingham, he accounted for over 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns in, in the senior year alone. You know, so wow. this, this, this kid's dynamic, man. Yeah. So you have two guys that they're really happy with, I think. Um, they're different, so you have to prepare for a little different styles, uh, through, um, you know, and, and you have to prepare for both cause you don't know who they're going to play. They don't know who they're going to play. You know, yeah. it's whoever's hot. And so I think they've got a great situation at quarterback. Uh, 
with those two guys. You know, they're not searching, uh, really. I mean, they have the two guys they like, and whoever's hot, they're going to go with. So I, I think this is a little different than a lot of uh, quarterback you know, battles or controversy or whatever you want to call it. I think it's a little different. I think uh, they're fine with the two guys, and it uh, you know sort of makes it life tough on the on the opposing defensive coordinator. You know, yeah. thinking about you know what do you do? It I is, think. it is. And uh, going back to uh, Lovertich's uh, stats uh, for the two lane game, he was very accurate. Um, and threw for over two hundred fifty yards, almost two hundred fifty yards, going eighteen of twenty nine and two touchdowns. Um, Trotter only threw the ball eight times and completed half of his passes going four of eight. It seems early on that, you know, they started Trotter in that two lane game, but I believe he fumbled, fumbled the ball at the goal line early on and just couldn't seem to, you know, get the offense rolling. And then that's when they switched over to Lovertich and Lovertich kind of, you know, like you said, he was the hot hand for that game. So they seemed to keep, keep him in and almost pulled out, you know, the W really should have beaten sure. Tulane. Yeah, um, sure. I mean, they, they really blew that game. I mean, they were up, uh, I believe, uh, 24 to six late in the third quarter and Tulane just, uh, ended up pulling away with the victory, victory 27 to 24. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, but, but like you said, we'll probably see both of those quarterbacks, um, in the South game. So, um, UAB will have to, uh, prepare for both quarterbacks, but it's a good thing. They've had two weeks to, uh, you know, kind of, Get 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 some film on both of both of those quarterbacks because I believe in the Southern Miss game who South played in the first game of the year I believe that Trotter played most of that game I don't think Lovertich saw the field yeah. much in that I'm not game, sure so. Lovertich played at all I I, I know yeah. it wasn't, you're, you're right it wasn't much I mean if any but I. I I don't know that he played. I, I didn't. I didn't look that close at, at the stats, but you know, Trotter got banged up a little bit in that game too. He hurt his shoulder, uh, and I think that had a little bit to do. Even though he was, he played obviously where he started, obviously against Tulane. But in the Southern Miss game, he got uh, he got banged up a little bit. So that I think that played a little role in yeah. throw and putting Lovertich in there uh, against Tulane also. But um, you know, I think it was a great situation for both of them. I mean, the great situation for the coaching staff to see that both of them are capable of, you know, playing, winning football for him. So it'll be, uh, like I say, it's, it's a tough, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough to prepare for two guys who, you know, really do, not that they change their offense a lot, because uh, they don't, but right. um, but they just bring different things to, you know, to the table. Definitely. I, I do feel like Trotter is more of the, you know, like the dual threat, definitely can beat you with his legs. Not to say that Lovertich can't, but right, I think right. Lovertich is more of that traditional pocket passer. You know, he wants to throw it very accurate, as you mentioned early on, but um, he, he has some legs as well. So um, let's look at those running backs for South Alabama. Um, definitely um, the running game looked really strong against Southern Miss in the first game with, you know, Carlos Davis and company, but uh, they didn't seem to get that ground game going as much as they wanted to in the two lane game um i mean davis still had 16 carries for 82 yards and a touchdown but it seems that it was really a tale of two different games um when south got that running game going against southern miss in their first game um really helped propel their offense and honestly steve looking at that that's what uab wants to do is get that ground game going first and when they can't get the ground game going, they start to struggle. And that's kind of sim- very similar to South's offense. 
Yeah, yeah, they they've um they're still searching, I think, for their running game and searching, you know, they they, they never found it last year. Yeah. And and you know, they've had some some moments. I mean, I think Carlos Davis has been solid. You know, he's he's had over eighty yards in each game and um you know, for them that's that's solid, but it's certainly nothing you know, nothing spectacular. But they're still searching there. Uh you know, I don't think um I don't think that they're gonna ever have a dynamic running game right now with this, you know, right, you know, right. average a long time. But I mean, as of right now, you don't see, see them having a dynamic running game. I think when Trotter's in the game, there's probably a chance, better chance of that with some read stuff or RPOs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just things like that. Uh, even though I think Carlos Davis is, is solid. I, I don't know that uh, right now that they've found the depth that they want there. Um, you know, I think Jared Wilson is a guy that played a lot for him last year and, he was a guy that actually was being recruited pretty hard by UAB. I think at one point it might even been a commitment to UAB. Um, but, uh, you know, I think he's, he's a guy that's not, you know, he's solid, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, right now they're just, they're still, they're still searching that, you know, um, unfortunately for them, they've been able to move the ball through the air, which, you know, kind of has allowed them to, uh, you know, to at least move the ball some, but uh, you know they're going to have to find a way to run the ball at some point. Yeah, and you know speaking of throwing the ball, you know they've got some pretty good wide receivers too with Baker, Tolbert, um, and company. You know they're uh, really talented at the wide receiver position, and I, I think they were really talented last year at the wide receiver position. It's just they struggled um, with at the quarterback uh, role and uh, you know getting that ground game going too. Uh, mm-hmm. but definitely talented um, all around. And I forgot to mention earlier, um, their head coach is uh, Steve Campbell. This will be, I believe, his third year at South um, coming over from, um, I believe it was Central Arkansas, which, you know, UAB played the first game. So, yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, now, you know, this is, you know, our very first episode, Steve, we, we pretty much thought this was going to be a guaranteed W going down to uh, South, uh, going down to Mobile and uh, playing the Jaguars because, you know, like a, like a, like we mentioned earlier, we beat them 35 to three at Legion Field last year. Last year they were two and ten. Um, I believe Phil Still and a lot of these uh, preseason magazines predicted them to have another uh, challenging year in the Sun Belt, finishing towards the bottom. But they caught a lot of eyes um, on that first game of the year, um, upsetting Southern Miss in Hattiesburg. And believe it or not, that was South Alabama's first road victory since 2017. So. Um, that was really good for that program. And, you know, and just mentioned a little while ago, they had Tulane on the ropes, should have beat Tulane, which is a good American squad, um, had them 24 to six. And it just seems that, uh, that late third quarter and fourth quarter, they just kind of fell apart, especially on defense when Tulane got that running game going, which this is definitely, you know, watching the film, I was definitely going to mention, it seemed that, you know, South's defensive line and really defense as a whole got really tired, especially getting towards uh, the end of that end of the second half. And Tulane just ended up gashing them in the run game, which it just shows, you know, that's kind of what UAB's going to want to do. You know, UAB's always going to want to be a run first team. Um, and if we can get that ground game going early, even if we don't find much success early on, which I think we will, but even if we don't keep hitting them with Spencer Brown and company. And as the game gets on, you know, that defense is going to wear down and Spencer just gets stronger as the game, you know, wears on. So 
I think we're really going to have an advantage there with our running game versus their run defense, especially, you know, when we get to the later stages of that ball game Thursday night. Um, would you agree to that, Steve? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that's, that's going to be the plan, you know, and I I think a lot of it, uh, and it's not just because of quarterback situation, uh, you know, with, with Tyler Johnston being out and, uh, you know, and Bryson Lucero with his first start, uh, you know, I think, I think, uh, I think you're comfortable. I think the coach staff is comfortable with that situation, even though obviously they would love to have a healthy Tyler Johnston. Uh, but, you know, I think they're comfortable with what they've seen with Bryson Lucero the first two weeks, uh, particularly the first game. But even, you know, even against uh, Miami, I mean, uh, the, the throw he made when he first came in the game, you know, I, I, think, I think it spoke volumes that they put him in the game at that point. You know, you got first down to the eight-yard line. Um, his first pass, uh, he might have thrown the ball. He might have thrown an incomplete first. But his first completion, he drops back yeah. basically into the end zone and throws a just a beautiful pass along the sideline there to, to Myron Mitchell. You know, that's a situation that even if you have him slotted to go in at that point, if you don't have confidence in him, you don't put him in at that point. Because you're down at your eight-yard line, you know, you go, okay, well, right. field position is going to dictate, you know, we, we, we're going to have to put Tyler in now, we'll put you in later. So I think that shows the confidence that they have in him. And and so I think they're confident in him, but I think they know that uh, to, for him to sort of ease his way or be comfortable in his first start, it, it, it's going to be imperative that you get that running game going early. Yes. And uh, – um, so I think that that's going to be obviously the focus. And I think, I think, you know, you, you pointed out, I mean, you said it, I think they're going to be able to do it. Uh, you know, I think they're going to be able to run the football and then, you know, go from there. Uh, now that, Hey, they might throw a curveball at us. And he, <laughs> yeah. might, he might throw the first 10 pass, first 10 play. The script might yeah. be, he throws 10 passes. I don't know, you know, in the first 10 on the first 10 plays, but I, I'm guessing you're going to come out and try to establish the line of scrimmage, trying to establish right. a running game, trying to show that, you know, that uh, the running backs are going to be tired by the end of the game because they're going to be carrying the ball a lot and, um, you know, go from there. Right. And I'm sorry, I should have mentioned um, earlier in the episode, but if, if you Blazer fans, you know, don't know about Tyler Johnston, um, he is having, well, I'm sure he, has he already had the surgery or he will have the surgery? I'm not, I'm not sure what, what the details of that are. Okay. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. You know, I really don't know the details of, you know, yeah. I don't know exactly what it was. I mean, you know, uh, you know, they haven't really never been specific. I mean, I know it was a shoulder, Yeah. you know, I'm, you know, I have some pretty strong ideas and I know a little bit, but, yeah. I don't know, uh, you know, I'm not sure the details, um, but. Well, yeah, for those that don't know, he is going to be out for the remainder of the season, unfortunately, for Tyler Johnson. Um, uh, he is, uh, we, yeah, not, I have heard um, that it is his shoulder, um, but hopefully um, we definitely uh, wish him a speedy recovery and to have him back next year. And, you know, we, we know Tyler's a competitor, Steve, and just wish him the best. Yeah. Oh, he, oh he's going to be back. He'll be better than ever. And. I don't know for sure that it's a season ending too. I mean, I, I, okay. they, they've, I, I think it's one of those things that they, who knows? I mean, who, who knows when it, when it be back, but he, when he, he's going to, you know, he's a competitor, man. I mean, right. that's the one thing I've, I say it over and over about him and, and he, he's a competitor. He's a winner. Uh, he's gonna, he's going to be fine. You know, he's yeah. going to be fine. It's a shame. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's fought through a lot of stuff 
you know, and, and, and he always comes out standing at the end. So right. he's going to be all right, you know, down, down the road. But, uh, you know, for now, just got to go, you know, go with the next man up. And, you know, um, one thing about Bryson Lucero is, is um, I've heard this from a few people, you know, within the program that um, he kind of carries himself as a starting quarterback already. You know, I mean, even before this happened, you know, that's just his demeanor. Uh, so I think he's going to be fine. I mean, I think he's going to be fine. I think he's got a lot of talent. Uh, he's a little yes. different than Tyler, which is fine. You know, we're right. you know, and, and, um, he's got, you know, very strong arm. You know, we'll see how accurate he's, you know, his, his deep ball, the, you know, the, the deep ball that he throws, obviously very few are as accurate as Tyler Johnson on that deep ball. He, he it's uncanny how, when he's healthy, it how, is. Uh, you know, it's just uncanny, but, um, but I love I love Lucero's arm strength and I love his confidence and you know I I think I think UAB is going to be fine there and and a lot of the reason I think you're going to be fine is you know because of Austin Watkins because of Myron Mitchell yeah because of tight ends because of running game yeah you know I think the the offensive line is is gelling together so I think he's going to be fine because of all the pieces around him too you know so I, I think you know it's not like he's stepping into a, a you know, a, a terrible situation, you know, I mean, he's stepping in a pretty, he's got a lot, a lot, a lot, lot of boys around him that can help. So I, I think that that's going to be, uh, you know, I think it's going to be okay. I think so too. And, you know, going back to that uh, pass to Mitchell, I believe it's like a 35 yard pass. I mean, that was a beautiful pass, you know, from, from his own goal line that he threw a dart to Mitchell. And I mean, that, like you said, it definitely shows uh, not only his confidence, but the confidence that the coaching staff has in Lucero to put him in that situation, you know, on the road in a power five uh, environment. Um, so with we'll with a, a guy blitzing in his face. Yeah. You know, I mean, guy was coming at him hard and he took a pretty good shot, too. So, yeah, uh, that, that, I mean, that, <laughs> there was nothing easy about that play and it was a great catch. So, just yes, great play all around. Yes, for sure. Um, now, uh, speak, uh, speaking on just a little bit on the South Alabama defense, you know, they have a really good linebacker, uh, Riley Cole. Um, they've, got, they've got some good players on defense, um, but I, I just really like our matchup against their defense. And, I mean, we showed that last year, too, in the 35-3 to win um, over the Jaguars at Legion Field. But, I mean, this is an improved uh, South Alabama squad, um, and we get to go to their new stadium. Um, it won't be Lad Peoples. It'll be their new stadium. Um, now, originally, before the uh, season started, we were going to be the opening opponent uh, for the new stadium. But uh, due to uh, scheduling uh, changes, uh, Tulane got to be that first opponent in the new stadium for South. Um, so they're still going to be looking for that first win in the new stadium. So that does make me nervous, Steve. And, you know, anytime you go on the road, um, things are weird right now with not having a lot of fans in the stands. So it's just, it's really going to be a lot on coaching and I just, I like our advantage there too. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, and I like, I like the fact that, uh, that, that this is a, that the UAB went into Miami, you know, yeah. um, which is a lot more intimidating than going into, uh, you know, um, to, you know, South Alabama, which, you know, nothing, I mean, the stadiums, I'm sure it's going to be beautiful and I can't wait to see it. Um, but it's not as overwhelming as walking into the NFL stadium, which they right. did two, you know, two weeks ago or, you know, week and a half ago, walked in the NFL stadium and, and, 
you know, I don't think we're, uh, it got caught up in the moment. Now, it helped that there wasn't a, a lot of fans there, you know, and, yeah. and wasn't loud and, you know, overbearing like some of these places. And it's going to help on Thursday that there's not uh, a sellout crowd, which there would have been at, um, you know, at this game. I mean, it's going to help. Uh, but it, it certainly is not as an overwhelming situation as walking into the NFL stadium. I mean, it's just not. And so I think it's, I think they're going to be fine in that, in that setting. Uh, again, I can't wait to see the stadium. I hear it's beautiful. I'm happy for them. You know, I yes. think it's, uh, it's, it's a step that that program needs and that's great. I mean, I think that, you know, I, I you know, I have nothing but good thoughts about them. And, and so, um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun night. Right. And, um, and that is, uh, the name of the stadium is Hancock Whitney stadium. Um, so definitely, uh, look forward to playing in there in this stadium. Um, but Steve, I'll be more than, uh, ready to get in our new stadium in protective uh, next year. <laughs> oh, no doubt. <laughs> no, yes. no, no, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I love seeing pictures of how fast that's coming up or how nicely that's coming up. And it's looking uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it looks it looks great already. And it's it's really going to be neat to to walk in there for the first time next year. And uh, whenever that may be. Yeah. And, um, you know, just uh, start start the a new chapter, which is yeah. uh, certainly certainly needed. Yes, for sure. Um, well, this game is Thursday night in Mobile. UAB takes on the South Alabama Jaguars. This will be a 6.30 p.m. Central Time kickoff on ESPN. No ESPN 3, no ESPN Plus. Yes, I said ESPN. About that. On, yes. I was yeah. trying to think, Steve. Do you remember? I can't remember the last time UAB had a regular season matchup on either ESPN or ESPN 2. Would that go back to the Watson Brown days? It, uh, boy, I, on one of those TCU or like one of those, yeah, probably, yeah, probably TCU. Yeah. I mean, I I would bet it does. I, I, you know, I don't know. And it's probably in, you know, Ted Feely's notes are so good. (laughs) Yeah. He'd know. know, He'll he'll probably have, he'll have his notes out tomorrow and I'm sure it'll be in there tomorrow in in his notes. But yeah, I would think so. Cause I, I can't recall, you know, I can't recall a regular season, you know, unless I'm just overlooking one that that. Um, like I know and, the bowl games, you know, have been on ESPN. Yeah, I just can't. I can't remember a regular season. I think what Texas A&M was on like ESPN. You was it ESPN two? That I don't I, remember. I, I can't remember. That oh. would have been that would have been you know a possibility uh, obviously yeah. on there. Um, and I don't remember what the Tennessee game was last week last year. I mean, I think that might have been. That was you, I think, ESPN U. Is that you? Okay. I think. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, nonetheless, I, it'll be good to be on on ESPN as the game of the night. Yeah, the only game, only college game on that night uh, on yeah, ESPN. So this will be good for both programs, you know, for recruiting and just, just good for both programs getting on ESPN Thursday night, primetime. Yeah. yeah, it's a great commercial. I mean, great commercial for your program. <laughs> yes. There's there's no doubt about it. You know, the, the – um, you know, the, the announcers are going to be telling stories about your program and, you know, and, uh, it's, it's, it's big. I mean, it's, it's, it's very important, uh, you know, especially with coach Clark talks all the time and, you know, he has his, just the return that, right. you know, he wants this to be a national program and, and, um, you know, they recruit, obviously there's players from, you know, all over the country on, you know, in, in this program, even though, the the bulk of bulk of them are from Alabama, um, you know. He's he, they have put a priority on that too. But uh, you know, he wants to be nationally known and nationally known program. This is a 
perfect chance, yes. uh, you know, to, to, to do that or to enhance that. Um, and so we'll see, um, you know, it's, it's important. It's an important night for a lot of reasons. It really is. And yeah, we definitely got to capitalize on this, Steve, and get this W and while the whole world is watching us. Um, but Blazer fans, uh, we will be back for a, a recap episode after the South Alabama game for an instant reaction. But until then, you guys have a great week and go Blazers. <laughs>